Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. Now, here's your host, Richard Carthon. We all know there's a race to acquire more Bitcoin. Why not earn more with what you already have? With Tantra Labs app, you can put your Bitcoin to work with up to 12% interest backed in Bitcoin per year, currently the highest interest rate in the industry. So, how does it all work? First, go to tantralabs.io and follow the steps to sign up. Second, after approval, deposit as much or as little as you like. Third, sit back and watch your Bitcoin work for you at 12% interest back per year. Lock in your 12% now by signing up at tantralabs.io. Or you can click on the link in our show notes and on our website. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I got a special repeat guest. If you have not heard, it is one of the coolest things that you should be getting involved in, Tantra Labs. Russell was with us earlier this year, back on episode 149, and he has come back again. If you've been listening to our show, you already know that Tantra has been an amazing sponsor for us. And if you have the opportunity to get involved, you should. It is pretty freaking sweet to be able to get 12% APY on both Ethereum and Bitcoin. And now we're coming back to, to have another awesome conversation. So Russell, thank you so much for joining us. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited um, to get away from the computer, although we're on the computer having this meeting out of the code, I guess, and having a conversation about all the cool things happening in crypto. No doubt, man. Well, since we last spoke, a lot has happened in this space. A and lot has happened. So much <laughs> has happened in this space. A ton to unpack. One of the biggest stories, obviously, when we were talking is the giant run up to 60K in Bitcoin, all the way back up, uh, all the way back down to 29, all the way back up to 52 as of the other day. And even with Ethereum, we saw the run up to 4,000, all the way back to around 1,800, all the way back to around 4,000. Now, what's great with the thing like Tantra and while the opportunities are still so amazing is that you can make money when it goes up and down. So I'm sure you've been very busy. Yes, extremely busy. The volatility presents amazing opportunities. And one of the things that we specialize in is quantitative investment algorithms. And when volatility like this happens, when the price moves 10% in a day or like yesterday, 10% in a single minute or an hour, uh, it presents incredible opportunities to capitalize on inefficiencies in the market. And although those inefficiencies aren't always good for everyone, our job is basically to make sure that the market doesn't collapse when they're happening and we're rewarded for doing that. So it's been a fun few months. No doubt. And let's kind of spend some time on there because I think you also have a more recent news that has dropped as it relates to Tantra. Do you want to share that? Absolutely. Thank you. For a long time, we accepted accredited investors only inside of the U.S. We are, have officially opened this up because it was private before. It was basically friends and family only. Now, if you are an accredited investor in the U.S., you can sign up for our app and basically have a CPA or attorney actually validate that you're accredited. 
and you're good to go. We can start accepting deposits. We offer two simple terms. Basically, you can give us BTC or Ethereum. We pay 12% if you lock it up for 12 months and 9% if you lock it up for six months. Yeah, and we've been doing that for over three years now. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a good ride. No doubt. And what's cool about it is allowing people to really see the the benefit of using the platform, seeing how the returns are coming in and even having a way of, uh, there was a story, if you don't mind sharing it again, of basically a lady who got into Bitcoin, forgot it was there and then came back, needed it. And because she had invested it and locked it up for the time she had, she saw it appreciate. Do you mind sharing that story again? My co-founder is not super emotional, but he kind of called me and he was like crying because he was, this woman, basically, she had gone through a divorce and she took her kids to another country. And she was just like so grateful because Bitcoin and our product allowed her to have financial freedom. And that's what we're all about. It's truly being able to denominate yourself in an asset instead of a liability like the dollar. We believe that it's the way of the future where people can actually choose an asset to be denominated in rather than the dollar, which is basically being inflated out of our hands. Right. Which is a great way, like you said, to allow some security, but then also allowing your money to work for you. There are a lot of people who have a sizable amount of money that go and put in traditional finance, traditional banking, and what is able to return for you in crypto not only is vastly greater, it also has the ability to appreciate. So like, for example, as you all know, if you put a dollar in the bank or let's say you have $100,000 in the bank and they say they're going to give you 5% on that and that's generous, that you're, you're not going to get that. Let's say you're going to get that. So that's $5,000. But again, your USD, that's only going to be that $1,000 period. When you put something like a Bitcoin or Ethereum, it has the ability to appreciate. It could also depreciate, but with the way that things are going and the way that you're able to offset it with APY, basically that could offset if it depreciates. But if it appreciates, not only is your money increasing in that capacity from an investment standpoint, you're still making money on top of your money. It's like, it's an amazing opportunity to really see your money compound. One of the reasons that we actually launched with 12-month notes, so a 12-month lock, was because we wanted people to have almost a forced hodl. Like we wanted them to have to hold because the upside of Bitcoin isn't realized in a two-month span or a three-month span. Sure, some people bought, you know, $8,000 Bitcoin and never saw it go lower than that. But most people end up buying tops. Most people, the majority of are buying 50K, 60K when CNBC is telling you it's the future and they're selling when it goes to 28 and they say that it's no longer the future because China has banned it, you know, and you're not able to do that if it's out of your hands, which is, uh, it can be argued as a good thing and a bad thing. There's a lot of platforms that have experimented with this and like a time lock and things like this. And so there's a lot of benefits to this idea of not being able to sell the bottom. It'd be great if none of us could buy the top too, but it happens. Another way that I kind of like look at this is like, I call it the crypto 401k, right? So in a lot of ways, everyone's familiar with their 401k that they go and have for retirement. You put money aside, but you can't really touch that money until you're in your mid 60s. Now with something like this, you're only locked up for a year if you choose to. And then you can again, do it again, which at that point is compounding because you're continuing to have your money compound on itself. You can always go back and add more at any given point at a new term. 
But again, if you're looking at this as, as the long-term play, if you see the capacity of where crypto and, and, and Bitcoin and Ethereum are headed, which I think are the best two opportunities in this space right now is in this next decade, potentially, why wouldn't you play the long game and let your money compound in a potentially very safe way? Like that's the way I look at it. And I just see it as a really cool opportunity to compound your investment and have a way that you can see that money actualized. And one other thing I want to add to that is that if you look in history, I think it's every, at any point that you bought Bitcoin, if you waited, I think 2.7 years, or it might be 3.2 years, you will always come out positive. It's, it's insane. Mm-hmm. My asterisk to that is Bitcoin has a very short history, but it's the same thing with even real estate. When you buy an asset in a Keynesian economic world, in a world where we're printing money, any asset will appreciate in value as long as that asset is scarce, which is why... Bitcoin, the digital gold, is valuable. It's the same reason that you can argue that an NFT might be valuable because it's scarce. The same reason that a Charizard card is valuable, it's scarce and it's wanted. And so scarce assets appreciate in value. The same goes for even the Mona Lisa. What ends up happening is that There's a really good saying, and it's something for everyone to be aware of, especially as we approach, you know, bubble status, especially in the NFT world and even the stock market, because a lot of stocks are super parabolic in this environment. In a true correction, like a recession or a depression, what is the value of something that you can't eat or doesn't shelter you? And that's a question that I can't necessarily give you an answer to, but I would be hard-pressed to believe that anyone gives value to anything other than an asset that's tangible in a world where everything's collapsing. That being said, we as human beings in this paradigm will always need a way to transact. We will always need a way to trade time, to trade energy. And Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, I would say right now are the most sought after assets to trade time and energy in the digital world for a number of reasons. I didn't say Cardano. I didn't say Ripple. That's, these are entirely different conversations. At the end of the day, I'm a, I'm a trader. I, don't, I wouldn't say any of this is long-term financial advice, but an asset that's valuable and has the ability to be transferred will always have value in a world that we need to transfer value in, which isn't going away anytime soon. Those things being said, the stock market, crypto, and all of it is super hot right now. Normally, when these things get really hot, it ends very badly. So be careful. Don't invest anything that you're not willing to lose. You know, don't mortgage the house to buy pudgy penguins. I, I, <laughs> you know, again, well, everything that we say on here isn't financial advice. And again, whatever you're willing to put into crypto, be willing to lose, but also understand the small amount potentially that you put in compared to other investments that you have could greatly outperform anything else that you do. And on that subject, I actually have one more question before we kind of dive in another direction. What's on the roadmap for Tantra? So a lot has happened just in the last year or so. Are there opportunities to potentially add other platforms or other coins to the platform? What's, what's uh, on the horizon? As of right now, the 
this full like opening and launch outside of like people that we know, we're focused and fully committed to that for the foreseeable future. So it's just making this product better. I will say internally what we've been speculating on and working because see everything about Tantra, it's all friends and family's money to begin with. I would say over 40% of the fund is our own money and friends and family. And we want to build something that we want to use. And so one of those things is about decentralizing this product and building a product that lives on the blockchain, that lives in the digital world, that lives in a permissionless uh, society, a decentralized society. And so Internally, we're working on things like that. I can't necessarily disclose you know, what that is and how it's working, but very, very bright future, I believe, for that. And I'll give this hint. It's one of the reasons why I think we're extremely bullish on Solana. If you haven't heard of Solana or looked into it, I highly recommend it. They built out parallel processing on blockchain. And as a technologist, I can't express enough how big of a deal that is. Like if you Actually, I, I do want to spend some time on this with Solana booming. A lot of people are paying more attention to it. People don't still necessarily understand it. Can you explain at its core, like why is this such a big deal? Are you looking for more ways to engage with cryptocurrency during your day and week? One of the best ways is to follow us on our social channels. You can check us out on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and TikTok. We even have a private Telegram channel for all of those who check into our weekly Clubhouse sessions. So if you aren't following us yet or had a chance to see our latest content, please give us a follow today. You can find the links to our socials in our show notes and on our website. And now for today's episode. We'll start like 2017, Bitcoin basically had a hard fork where you made Bitcoin cash because they wanted to increase block size so we could do more transactions. Because the problem with blockchain has always been if we want to use it as a method of transfer in this digital world, we want like instant gratification. So we want things to move very quickly, like my words right now. And so then Ethereum was born and all of a sudden we go from, you know, one transaction every 10 minutes or one block every 10 minutes, I should say, to seven transactions per second. And so all of a sudden we had this like, oh, holy shit, like we can build really cool stuff and we can transact super quick. And then Ethereum failed because we got too many transactions happening and it didn't scale. And so all of a sudden, oh shit, the technology failed. Um, now Ethereum has layer two solutions. Bitcoin has layer two solutions. But at the base layer, layer one, they're still very slow. What, what Solana did in a very like simple rudimentary way is that they enabled fast layer one transactions in a parallel optimistic way. So think of all the layer two solutions being built on ETH today, basically five times faster at the first layer. So if at some point we decided like this isn't fast enough, you're better off building layer twos on top of a layer one that's already extremely fast than you are building on top of a layer one that's very slow. And so because of the parallel architecture, you have infinite scalability in air quotes. And it follows more of like a production style database. And you're able to incorporate basically all of the advances in technology that we've built over the last 20, 30 years in decentralized databases, or I should say decentralized databases, the wrong word, but just in databases in general and apply it to decentralized databases, which is blockchain. So 
the guys that are building this stuff are way beyond me, extremely intelligent. I highly recommend all of them. One of the like stupider reasons to make this investment, like really good meme. I highly recommend everyone to look into it as much as you can research a meme is the bell curve where like a lot of people fall in the middle of the IQ spectrum. And so they think too hard about it. And then you have like on the far ends of the bell curve, you have like the giga genius, like galaxy brain guy. And then on the low end, you have like the duh. And the duh guy just goes, number goes up. So I'll buy it. The giga brain guy understands, you know, the federal reserve and how, and all whatever. And then everybody in between is like thinking too hard about it, if that makes sense. And so kind of our low end of the bell curve Solana pitch is you literally have the biggest guys in crypto and in the financial world getting into and behind Solana. And so we're talking about like the titans of the financial sphere building on this decentralized database that's faster than any other decentralized database in production right now, we'll call it. Just with that, it's a good buy. All the other things like I highly recommend researching and looking at. Also, it's literally up uh, 200x in the last nine months. So insane. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for unpacking that and, and going into that extreme detail and for floating some potential things on the horizon for, for Tantra. Definitely everyone go do your own research. Hopefully that spectrum. So that made perfect sense to me. Um, if it didn't make sense to you, go back and re-listen to it and try to go find that meme because it makes a ton of sense. I've, I've definitely been in that middle for a while. And I think I've just, that's what I needed to like understand like, okay, it's time. Yeah. <laughs> I fall into the middle a lot. We talked before, I think the perfect thing to talk about is NFTs because I was middle of the bell curve on NFTs for the first nine months. And I have friends that bought punks super early. I could have bought Bored Apes at like 4,000. And I, I looked at it and I just didn't get it. I like, I truly was like, no, why? This is a waste of money. And I, I actually made a bet with my business partner that if he sold his punk for more than 100 ETH, I'd pay for half his wedding. And so I'm out half of the wedding right now. <laughs> and upon that conversation, I, I had a I had a good conversation with his fiance and him that made me really understand why NFTs are going to be valuable and are valuable. This being said, NFTs are totally in a bubble. Again, be very careful with what you're buying. But the basis of it is this. In a digital world, well, actually, let's, let's rewind. In the physical world, people normally flex by buying something like a Lamborghini or a Ferrari or a nice watch, and they'll wear it out in public so that people see how cool they are or how much money they have. In a digital world, it's much harder to do. It's not as cool to take a picture of you sitting on your Lamborghini or like your wrist. It's kind of like gaudy and cliche versus like your profile picture is a $400,000 crypto pump. And so you have this culture of flexing that is a very real thing, has always been a very real thing. And now we live in a digital world. So like, let me flex in a digital way. And that like his fiance actually said that to me. And I think that was his justification for buying the punk in the first place. 
And it clicked. I was like, okay, I get it. I don't get it because like I would never do that personally, but I get it from like a human perspective of like, oh, okay, this makes sense. I also saw it like Ether Rocks is a good example. Like imagine you walk into some dude's house and he has a picture on his wall and it's a rock and you're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and he just laughs and he goes, oh yeah, I spent $2 million on that. And all of a sudden you, you realize like it is a meme. Like it's literally like, yeah, I have so much money that I can buy this for $2 million and not even blink an eye. And it's just like, of course, some people will do it unironically, but that's also kind of the point. So, like, But it goes back real, real quick on that. It's like, it goes back to the idea of the flex, right? So like, for example, most people, if you have on a $100,000 million watch, most people aren't going to have a clue. But for the people that do, it's like you're, it's a status. It's an instant like, oh, I'm in this class of a different type of people. And it's like, oh, if you know, you know, and you're, you're in. And it's like, it's, it's, it's a whole other like flex subcategory. Same way if like you walked into someone's house and they had a, a $2 million ether rock um, on their um, display mantle. And you're like, what is that? And then someone else is like, oh my gosh, you have that. Like it's, that's that rewarding feeling of like, yeah, you know, what's up. But like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's literally the new age flex. The new age flex is a very interesting idea. And one I think the biggest thing that like I want to asterisk all of this with is like, so we're at the very core of things, we're quantitative traders. And when we look at NFTs, there's a lot of things that stand out quantitatively, but there's also a lot of things that stand out qualitatively. So the difference being like numbers and like what the price is, how many people are buying it versus what does it look like? What's the aesthetic of it? And so understanding these things from a quantitative level, there's a very real sentiment shift in NFTs when you get celebrities behind them. And so great example today, Steve Harvey changed his profile picture to an NFT called Solana Monkey Business. The price of Solana Monkey Business went up 100% within an hour. And we're not talking about like a small amount. We're talking about like they were at $200 Solana. They were basically like six to $7,000 this morning per digital picture. And within an hour, they're trading at $15,000 per digital picture. And so, okay, it, it's literally, a, it's a picture. And I kind of, I was talking with one of my quants about this this morning. And it's like, look, dude, and I don't know if you guys have heard about loot, but loot is one of the more hot projects happening right now. And it's, literally words on a blank page that describe gear. So it's like the wise staff, the wooden wand of fortitudes are selling for, uh, I think the cheapest one is like 20,000 or maybe $30,000 right now. I could be off. But the moral of the story is imagine if I, you go over to your friend's house and his four-year-old just drew a picture and you go, wow, that's an amazing picture. Here's $40,000. Like that, that is not a sustainable thing. It, it will not last in my opinion. <laughs> so be very, very careful uh, if you plan on getting into the NFT space. As far as all of it is concerned, do not risk more than you're willing to lose. There's a lot of money to be made if you play the game, but just realize it is a game someone will be left holding the bag. And 
if you're not the guy willing to laugh about spending $2 million on a picture of a rock, <laughs> be very, very careful. Be very careful. No, I, I think you brought up a lot of good points. One of the points that I want to bring it back to like real life is like, if you look across uh, traditional types of investments, art has outperformed the market, right? And in the physical sense. So if you look at the NFT space, even as you look at crypto, it's outperforming the market in just like an absurd way. Like it's just not even close. And so a lot of people for when you look at NFTs, it's like when you first got into crypto, you couldn't really under, fully understand it, couldn't really explain it yet. It's like that new age of like learning, looking at the market, a lot of things popping up out of nowhere. They're not all going to make it. Some are. And the ones that do are going to be massive. And like you have to find projects that are creating value ultimately for their community. Prime example, um, if you got in the board, Yacht Club, uh, um, Board Ape Yacht Club, right? They airdropped owners, a mutant. The floor price for all of those, I think at the time was around $17,000. Imagine if you literally got for owning a piece of art, someone sold you or gave you this piece of art that you could sell right now for 17K. Literally just here's a $17,000 gift. Like that's the kind of value that people are creating for community. And like, it's like after you get something like that, a, a gift like that, like that is brand loyalty right there, right? That is true, like creating this hype and this awareness to where people buy into that. I mean, you you, you even look at Visa, they bought a CryptoPunk for like $150,000. Like this is truly becoming massive. And then this is just for everyone that is not in the NFT space, look into it, pay attention, research. I'm not saying go full vegan and just buy everything that we're talking about or, or what have you. But this is something that you truly should begin to educate yourself on because if you get in the right project at the right time, it could change your life. I mean, prime example, someone got one of the ether rocks and minted it. Like when it came out, minted it for like 0.1 ETH and then flipped it and sold it for, I think, sold it for like 20, 0.25 ETH, right? So at the time, very happy. If they would have held on till now, they could have easily sold it for like 250 ETH. They, they are, are, are more than that. They would have made like at least like $700,000 to $1.2 million. Insane, right? So you just never know, but you have to be able to find like what makes sense. And again, a lot of speculative, it's a bubble in a couple of different ways. I mean, and, and a lot of the markets are right now, but there are some projects that will survive the test of time and the opportunities are too big to not even try, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think the, the biggest thing for a lot of people to understand, just because it's cheap doesn't make it a good deal. That, I think that's, that's the most important thing. And a lot of, like we see it with board Apes, you see it with Punks. The reason they're so expensive is because of their quality. And just because something is 0.1 or 0.01 doesn't mean it's going to go up to 250 just means it's worth 0.01. And that's because nobody wants it. And the reason that people want punks is because they're OG. It, the reason people want either rocks, it's, it's original. Like it is one of the first NFTs ever created in the history of the internet. So if, if you're investing in something, if you believe that Ethereum is the future of finance or that it will run countries the same way that Bitcoin is starting to, then owning a piece of history at the inception of this technology is worth a lot of money. That, that's like qualitative and quantitative. Owning a piece of shit that a four-year-old drew on their day off, it's a little different. A little, little tougher. Yeah, you got to be careful. Like, 
don't get me wrong, a lot of money to be made trading them. There's a lot of ways. It's like penny stocks almost. Like it, it's going to happen. Yeah, just be careful. That's my only thing. Right. <laughs> and on that final note that you just said, like for, for trading, a lot of people think they are traders when they're really investors. So if you are coming in from a trader mindset, a lot of opportunity here. Um, we're speaking to you. Figure out how you can get involved. If you are looking at it from an investor standpoint and you still want to get involved, find something you like and that you think will have value over the span of a longer time horizon. So definitely don't want to make that distinction. And man, we've covered a lot today. Um, definitely appreciate all of the knowledge. Um, I want to finish up with two fun questions. One being all the knowledge that you have right now, if you can impart wisdom to yourself when you first got into this crypto space, what would you tell yourself? Don't sell. <laughs> well, okay. I have to ask you that. I got into crypto in 2011. So like buy and buy and hold back then. It's still buy and hold today, but buy and hold quality. Again, same thing. Like I wouldn't buy a 0.01 ETH project because I think it's going to go up 100x like an NFT, but I would buy the protocol it was built on, right? Like OpenSea doesn't have a token, but if it did, I would buy an OpenSea token. It, it, I would buy Ethereum. I'd buy Bitcoin. I'd buy Solana. I'd buy anything that I believe will have value. Another project for everyone to look into that I will shamelessly shill right now is Luna. If you haven't looked into Luna, it's a great project. And if you understand the crypto market, you'll understand one of the largest growing sectors is stable coins uh, for very good reason. You have a lot of places to earn yield on stables and the world still prices themselves in you know, government fiat currencies. So a lot of the bigger players that are getting in today, they just want to earn dollars. You can earn a lot of dollars in crypto and stable coins have become the de facto way to do that. USDC, USDT, DAI, these are like multi, like tens of billions of dollars in market cap and stable coins. Luna is a project that incentivizes the holders to actually back the stable coin. And so it is one of the first, actually probably the first decentralized stable coin that rewards the holders. So the idea is imagine if you could go long the market cap of the stablecoin market. That's effectively what it's like buying Luna, which is like a fucking no-brainer <laughs> in this environment. All that being said, Luna could fail. There's, there's uh, systematic risks to a run on the bank. Be very careful. Do the research, though. Uh, the dude running the project is a genius. They have super big backers. Mike Novogratz. Novogratz? I, I don't know why his name is slipping my mind right now, but they're a huge investor. Some bigger trading firms are big investors too because, yeah, imagine being able to go long stable cap or market cap of stable coins. It's a really good, yeah, it's a really good play. It's not a bad play, especially when um, bearish times are potentially upon us um, as we are potentially ending a, a bullish cycle right now. It is a very, uh, a very safe space to be. And that's where a lot of money typically goes into. You have your Bitcoin, your top cryptos, and then stable coins. So thank you for putting that on everyone's horizon. Again, thank you for all the knowledge you've dropped. What is a final thought that you want to leave with everyone listening here today? Something that Michael Burry said, which is something to keep in mind. We are in the greatest speculative asset bubble of all time. So be very careful. Realize that you're playing a game and the music can stop at any moment. And don't sell the bottom. That's, that's not a sell the bottom note. That's a sell the top note. Like, when you get euphoric and you've made money and you feel like you're good, like you can pay for your house, you can pay for your car, whatever your 
goal is take that money and be happy with it because crypto can go to 80% down like it's nobody's business. It literally happened three months ago. So be careful. And I think next time that I hop on your pod and we talk cool stuff, I, I want to talk more about what like what a bubble looks like and realizing that you're in a bubble, but being able to play the game because that's what it's really all about. Like allocating money that you can lose, allocating in a way that you can survive, allocating in a way where five years from now, because even if the bubble pops tomorrow, five years from now, the likelihood of it not being higher than it is today is extremely low. Again, these are world changing technologies that are being built. They are going to be here for the next hundred years. So investing in them today and losing money next year isn't a big deal. If you're investing that way, if you're putting your entire life into this thing and praying to God that it's going to go up 10 times higher and at 10 times higher, you don't sell. And then it goes down 99%. Like I can't help that, but you know. So AKA make sure you're taking some profits along the way. If you want to play the long game, do it, but make sure you're taking some profits along the way. So Russell, I think that's a amazing final thought. Thanks again. What are ways that people can connect with you and keep learning more about Tantra? And obviously everyone listening, you're going to keep hearing that name a lot. It's in the show notes. It's on the website. There's a million ways that you can find it, but are there any other things that you'd like to, to plug in at the end today? If you are a trader, follow Joe McCann on Twitter. He's one of our advisors. Great dude killer trader. And I don't talk much on Twitter, but you can follow me on Twitter. Feel free to reach out to the website or DM me. I do respond to people. And yeah, good luck. Happy bull market. No doubt. Well, again, man, I really appreciate you joining us. And for everyone listening, stay CryptoCurrent. Hey, CryptoCurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from BG93. Compelling content delivered in a digestible format demystifies the crypto world by engaging participants from all corners in intelligent conversation. Remarkably interesting. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Carthon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, 
Stay cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.